This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, on a Friday on Radio Row. It is the final day here on Radio Row for Raider Nation Radio 920 and many of the radio stations that are here present right now. And uh, there will be a couple that will wander in here tomorrow and do a do a couple shows or do something for their, their respective outlets. But for us, the day gets wrapped up today we get back into the car we get back uh on the highway and head to las vegas and there was actually an opportunity i thought we had an opportunity to go to the big game on sunday but as i went and attempted to pick up our credentials for that i was quickly told that we do not so <laughs> how quick so, was it oh uh, it wasn't very quick actually you know it's funny that you mentioned that because i went down there and i went to, to check in the lady goes oh yeah we got you right here and she's like oh, you're, you're the one that can pick up the all of them for everybody and i said okay cool so I'm thinking we're in the bag, and I had a whole plan on how I was going to tell you about it and everything and how I was going to present it to you. I had the whole plan in my head when she went to go get the bag. The problem is she never came back with the bag. So <laughs> I guess similar to me, I came to Los Angeles with a bag. I'm not going back with a bag. Don't want to bring up old stuff, but it just happens. It just happened to walk into that conversation like that. So she said, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. And we were, we were stuffing the bags last night, and – I remember your name in particular because it stood out, and I remember the radio stations because it had two different call letters on it. I said, yep, that's us. So everything that she thought she remembered, she thought she remembered, but it wasn't there. So then she went and asked somebody else. And once she asked somebody else, you know when you go to the secondary person, you know it's all bad. Yep, they get to talking a little longer than you want them to. <laughs> yeah, you get and to I'm looking like, around, yeah. Try to extend yeah. your neck to see if you can hear a little bit of what they're saying. Well, you know that when they go and they start talking, it's almost like when you go to the bank to make a withdrawal, and then all of a sudden the lady, uh, she, she makes a look at you, and then she walks away and starts talking to someone else. You know that, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Well, that's what. as soon as she started talking to uh, this other man, this other gentleman, and then she stood there for more than a couple of seconds and talking to him. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a wrap. All right, we, we, uh, we're not getting credentials for the Super Bowl. So do we and suspect foul play? No, 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 no. In, in full disclosure, because I told you that we were going to come back on Friday. Remember, I said I told you I wasn't going to the game. I, I wanted to make sure that I got back in town. So I didn't expect to go to the game. I really didn't. And to be honest, 100% honest, I don't even remember applying for game day credentials. But the reason why I was – kind of fired up and thinking that we had an opportunity to go was because when we arrived here on Sunday night, well, we didn't get our credentials till Monday, the lady who gave me the, the game week credentials said, hey, you're, uh, you're the one that can pick up your, your, uh, your game day credentials on Friday. And I said immediately, we have game day credentials? Because I, I, I wasn't expecting any. And she said, yeah, it says here that you do. And I was like, oh, great, can I get them now? <laughs> She just told me I could pick him up on Friday, but I was like, "Well, can I just get it now?" And she said, "No, they won't be ready till Friday." And I said, "Okay, all right. Well, I guess I'll, I guess I can come back." So that's how it happened. But I, I was shocked, and, and I told you. Remember when I told you? I said, "Man, I, I think we have game day credentials." Well, we don't. So, no worries. It happens. Glad you didn't plan a flight or anything, and plan your trip to to L.A. and then not have not have a, a, a credential. That would have been disappointing. 
So, anyway, here we are. Final day of Radio Row, and it's been a hell of a week. We've done a lot of great stuff, I do believe, here as a radio station. Had a lot of great guests on the on the shows. And, and you know, it's not only Radio Nation Radio 920, but it's our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, they've had a lot of really good guests as well. So, it's just been a grind. And, you know, that on Friday... After a, a week of being on Radio Row, you are dog tired. So I'm not tired right now, but I know that after Vinny wraps up his show this evening at 6 o'clock, I know, and we start tearing down the equipment, I am going to be exhausted. Hold on. You've got to get Jared on the show just to explain how happy he's going to be because he's got a remote at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. He sure does. He's got <laughs> so one bright and early. I just how he's going to process getting to his car probably around, what, what do you think, maybe 2 a.m.? I'll pro- yeah, we'll probably get back into town. We'll probably get into town maybe around midnight-ish, 1 o'clock in the morning, go to the radio station, drop off the equipment, take Jared to his car, and then, yeah. So, he'll, yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably get to his house. I'll, probably, I'll just say 3. I'll just say he'll probably get to his house at 3. I'll probably uh, touch down to my pillow around 3.30, and uh, we'll call it a day. <laughs> we'll call it a trip, you know, and then uh, be prepared to, to watch the big game on – on uh on Sunday, but yeah, he does have a remote. Matter of fact, he'll be at Twin Peaks on this Saturday at 11 a.m. Everybody, yeah, 11 a.m. on Saturday. You can find Jared. It's oh, that means he oh, it starts at 11. Starts at 11. Oh man, that I means to his ad, yeah. Wow, that means he's got to get up early, and that means that he's got to be there. I mean, if it starts at 11, he's got to be there by like 10 at the latest. You're hurting him, Q. <laughs> he's gonna have to be taping. He's like, yeah, nice to meet you. Right, right, right. Oh, well, I gave him a whole week of training on good meet and greet skills. So, I guess that's I guess that's a plus. But oh man, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's going to be at Twin Peaks and I believe um I believe that Tyler Bischoff is going to be at the Oyo. And that might be the same time, around the same time. So, uh be on the lookout for those guys. They'll be uh floating around town. I will not. I will at best go and get my haircut in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. And then lay low at the house the rest of the day and recover. Uh, no, I got to go try to get a new computer. No, never mind. I won't. I'll be busy, too. I got to go get a new computer. I got to go get some new headphones. I got to do a lot of stuff. So me and Best Buy are going to become best friends tomorrow. Great. Don't let them upsell you. They're, they're already they're, they're upselling me right now. They know it. They already know. They can see me coming. They know what's happening. As soon as I walk in the door with that dumb look on my face, they got me. You know, some people that go buy computers, they know exactly what they're looking for. I don't. I'm just looking for something that I could do my job with. And then, of course, I'm going to say, well, I could do it a little bit better with it. You know, you know how it is. And yeah, I can't tell go, them what you're doing. They're going to be like, oh, it sounds like, oh, you're, you're a professional? Right. Yeah, it sounds like you need this model. Exactly. And then on top of that, you know, you know, that, you know, you know the headphones that I had were Beats by Dre. They were really nice headphones. I, I, I've been trying to convince myself all week, just go get some cheap headphones. Go get some, like, $25 headphones, $29.99. But how do you do that? How do you just downgrade like that by no, op- by no choice of yours? So then I'm going to buy those cheap ones, and I'm going to use them one time. I'm going to hate them. Hate them. And I'm going to say, you know what? Blanket. Just go do it. Just go buy them. Then it's going to be more money. Oh, man, third world problems I have here. But <laughs> it's... It's gonna be all good. It's all. It's it's it'll, it'll work out. It, it's gonna be fine. That's all I keep telling myself. I will tell you what's gonna work out. This show. We have a lot of folks coming up on the show today. Uh, matter of fact, one of our first guests leading us off will be Stephen Espinoza, and he's actually uh, he's a president. 
He's uh, of Showtime, Showtime Championship Boxing, Showtime Networks. Uh, he's the head of everything. So there's a lot going on by, by way of Showtime uh, in Las Vegas. So I kind of want to pick his brain a little bit about that. Uh, they have films, the Kevin Garnett, Anything is Possible film, the Passion Play by Russell Westbrook, um, the Kings, they got that out. I mean, there's a whole lot that Showtime is working on. And so uh, we're going to talk to uh, Steven Espinoza at, at 215 about that at 230. Kevin Harlan. He'll be on the call for the big game on Sunday for Westwood One. Uh, he's a fantastic interview. He's he's one of those guys that I, I enjoy just hearing his call. I don't have to watch the game. I, he's one of those that I would have no problem just listening to it because he's so good at describing describing just everything. I mean, just every the way he breaks things down. And if you remember, Damon, one of Kevin Harlan's most famous plays that he broke down uh, on the radio, and it really went viral is when they, they were in New York. I forget who was playing. It might have been the Cowboys. In, I think it was. I think it was the Cowboys and the Giants, but they were in New York, and that black cat ran across the field, and he actually called the, the, he called the, the play. He called the, what the cat was doing and where it was jumping, and, but it was, like, it was like a play-by-play Masterful game. play-by-play. Play. Yes. Yeah, yes. He's you at the 40. That? He's at the 30. Yes. We're not going to catch him. <laughs> right, and then he does that when like a streak, uh, streaker will go onto the field or somebody would come on the field, just some idiot fan, and he'll, he'll, he'll just keep rolling. I'll ask him about it. That'll be one of the first things I ask him about uh, because he does a great job of just rolling with it. I, I think one time someone asked him about it, he said, well, something's, there's some action going on in the field, so I might as well just go ahead and, and do it. So he's going to join us at 2.30 to talk uh, all things this big game and just talk about his career and what he's able to do. Um, at 3 o'clock, we have Nate Boyer. He was a former Green Beret. He played in the NFL for a while. Uh, he had a lot to do with uh, Colin Kaepernick when he decided to take that knee. He was actually the guy who suggested to Colin to take the knee instead of sitting for the national anthem. Uh, so Nate Boyer, he's a heck of a dude. And like I said, former Green Beret, he'll, uh, he'll join us at 3 o'clock right here at the table. Uh, earlier today, I had an opportunity to catch up with James Jones, uh, former wide receiver with the Packers, former wide receiver with the Raiders, uh, Super Bowl champ. He's a four-time Four time, I believe, four time uh, Pro Bowler. I mean, he, he's been all over the place. He works for NFL Network right now, so I got a chance to catch up with him, talk all things, uh, talk some Raiders, talk some Super Bowl, uh, talked about being here on Radio Row. Just had a had a lot of good conversation with uh, uh, J- James Jones. So that's coming up at three fifteen. Then at three thirty, Tony Khan's going to join us right here at the table. And Damon, I didn't know who Tony Khan was. I just knew that he had to do with wrestling, so I, I got him. I, I confirmed that just for you. And you got excited about it because you knew a lot more about him than I did. Oh, yeah, Tony Khan, he is the hottest thing in wrestling right now with AEW, the new promotion. Also the son of Shad Khan, the <laughs> owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars in Fulton FC. So, you know, the, he, he's got his tentacles everywhere. Nice, nice. So you're going to do a lot of the heavy lifting in that one, and uh, that's gonna be, that'll be a fun little conversation to have uh, with Tony Khan. And like I said, I didn't realize that uh, you were going to – get so excited about it or, or all the you know basically i didn't know everything that he had his his hands on and he was involved with but uh as i started giving you the rundown before the show and you told me i was like oh okay definitely well, guest of the week no way yeah yes no way. way no way yes way you're crazy nope not even no. a little nah yeah yeah actually i think you are but uh coming up at around four o'clock and i might i probably will stay on a little bit longer if any boston you had to go over to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals practice, and it was the only really availability that they had for the media. So he's there, and it's out in Thousand Oaks. And if you know anything about L.A., L.A., nothing is close. 
So I believe it's like an hour and a half ride back on a, on a shuttle bus to get back here to the convention center. I'm not sure what time Vinny's going to actually take over the wheels of steel here. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to pass the sticks on to him. So I talked to Lisa Hernandez earlier. She joins the show, um, you know, every once in a while, probably two, three times uh, a year she'll join the show. But this is where she's from. She's from L.A. So, you know, when you're when you're in someone else's hood to say, you got to check in, right? Isn't that what they say, Damon? You got to check in with someone when when, uh, when you're in their hood, when you're, when you're from out of town, you, you got to – you got to let them know that you're here. So uh, I reached out to her, and, and uh, we met up a little earlier today. So you'll hear that conversation, I believe, at 4 o'clock. Cause it was a pretty lengthy conversation, but it was really good. We talked about, uh, obviously, the game, talked about Kobe, talked about L.A., talked about the halftime show coming up, talked about everything. So uh, we really just went, you know, just scattershot with a lot of different conversations. So that'll be, I believe, around 4 o'clock. And uh, we got some other conversations that I've, I've had already on Radio Row that are in the can that I might be able to get to and some that maybe we'll never get to. I know I talked to Trey Wingo earlier this week. Uh, didn't get a chance to play that yet. Uh, Mike Tannebaum, the former GM uh, of the Jets, uh, he, he, I had a nice conversation with him. Haven't, uh, haven't played that yet. Don't know if I'm going to have any time for that. But it is what it is. This is what we're out here to do, man. We're out here to work and, and have a lot of fun. So that's what we've been doing. So we're going to start things off with Steven Espinosa. He's going to join us next right here at the table. This is Unnecessary Roughness. We're live on Radio Row here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. And we are back on Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. We've been here all week long, grinding, having a good time. Raider Nation Radio 920. You just heard Bill Romanowski talk about Raider Nation Radio 920. He sounds like a guy who could be a fighter, a boxer. <laughs> he sounds like a guy that may be able to be involved with Showtime Sports, Showtime Entertainment. Right now we have the president of Showtime Entertainment, Steven Espinosa, is with us. And how you doing, my man? I'm, I'm good. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Romanowski <laughs> would have been... Uh, Probably would have been heavyweight champion. I think, if yes. If he had gone down that road. Yeah, I think he at some point would say, yeah, I, I could do I, this. I could do this, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, uh, yeah, you're here on Radio Row. It's, it's, it's Friday. It's been pretty busy today. Just what has the action been like? What's the, what's, what's the you know, how you've been doing on there? Look, uh, we've been, we do, we produce Inside the NFL, you know, from the site. You know, right. and that was done earlier in the week. And, you know, we hang out with some, hang around for some other business. And the thing that strikes me year after year is somehow this thing keeps getting bigger. Right. Like, just when you think it took over Miami, it's taking over, you know, every every year it's it's just bigger. Like, there's nothing in L.A. that isn't being touched or impacted by this. And that to come into L.A. and take over the city. Right. Um, I mean, even with or without the Rams, I mean, it's just it's, it's phenomenal. And it makes me really excited because, you know, when it gets to Vegas next year, so yeah, it, 2000, 2024. Two, that's yep, right, two yep, years. Yep. You know, then it's gonna the whole thing's gonna go to another level. Right. Yeah, and, and it's been so much fun walking out of the convention center and just taking a left, and all of a sudden you go by what used to be the Staples Center, it's the cryptocurrency now. But then you see all the statues out there. You know, you see the Lakers out there. You see Oscar De La Hoya, and you just realize how much history has been made right here in in this city and with all the sports going on. I mean, it's kind of it's almost. Not emotional, but it's almost like historic when you're around here. It, it really is. And, and I think, you know, everyone always said, wait, well, wait till L.A. comes back into the NFL for, for real. Right. And now it's happened, and they're back for real. And it actually does make a difference. I mean, the NFL, the league, is healthier when there's a good, you know, attractive team in L.A. You've got two of them here, two good quarterbacks, you know, in the Chargers and, and the right. Rams. But obviously the entire town is, 
out of control for the Rams right now. Yeah, no, the whole town is out of control. You're right about that. And the Rams are hosting for the second year in a row. We're having a team that's the, the Super Bowl's being played in their stadium. They're hosting it. So that's, that's kind of historic as well. But what you guys do uh, is historic too, man. You guys do, like you said, the inside of the NFL, you, but you do a lot more than just that. And uh, a lot of boxing events. And of course, you, you're in Vegas a lot taking care of it. I mean, <laughs> this is your wheelhouse. You know, Vegas is your wheelhouse. How about that? It's a, it's a, it's a home away from home for right. me. You know, and they're, they're, there's a rally. There've been years where uh, I've probably been in Vegas, you know, twenty, twenty-four times. Wow. You know, and so you know, uh, other than professional poker players, I'm not sure there's you know the guys <laughs> going to Vegas twenty, uh, twenty-four times. I'm not for you know right. something professional, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you have this fight coming up on the 26th, uh, Showtime Championship Boxing at the Cosmo with Chris Colbert. Uh, tell us about that. Well, what's great about Vegas is um, there's such a history there, and it's you know, the big fights are great, and everybody loves right. those, dressing up and all that. But there's an appreciation within Vegas for the process of building. Mm-hmm. So this fight card is at the Cosmopolitan in you know smaller venue, televised on Showtime. But it's those opportunities. You know, not everybody can hit the prices to go to a Canelo fight, right? Or right, a for Mayweather sure, fight. for sure. But you know, for forty, fifty dollars, you get in, you see. You know, three hours, three good fights, wow. you know, uh, televised. Chris Colbert is one of those guys that, you know, he'll hit the mainstream in about two years. Okay. Um, but huge personality. Um, you know, Primetime is his nickname. Uh, he's already started his post-boxing business, Primetime Chicken. Nice, nice. So he's uh, he's an interesting guy okay. and, and, and a really good fighter. That's No, I like that. And, you know, I, I kind of like going behind the scenes and, and getting to know the guys while they're still coming up. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because once they get established, they're already established. It's, you know, it's like like you said, Canelo. But if you go, if you go and you start to see someone when they're on the rise, you're like, hey, that guy has a chance to be special. That's it's a little, it's almost almost a little bit more personal. You know, it, it it's a lot more personal, and that's that's sort of the fun of the event. It's sort of like, hey, like be able to brag and like, oh, well, you guys heard about this guy, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's a badge of honor for boxing fans to discover yeah. a guy, you know, ten fights in and be like, this is the guy. I like it. So, uh, yeah, if you need a, a radio guy there to be there, you know what I'm saying? I know a guy. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I know the, a guy. I'm just reali- saying. <laughs> yeah, the reality is, you know, obviously pay-per-view put radio boxing out of business. That's right. where all the big yeah. fights used to be. But I've always wondered why there isn't, you know, boxing on the radio, like right. live boxing. Yeah, yeah. Because the reality, there are people driving their cars, truck drivers let alone. Like, I'm sure they're right. looking. There's plenty of people who would listen, I think, televised. So maybe, you know, maybe you got an idea. We're, we're working on it. We're working on All it. Right. We're talking right now with Steven Espinosa. We're here on Radio Row on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man, Damon Cotton, he's back in the home studio. He had a couple questions for you. Yeah, to ask you about one of the more lucrative Showtime fighters, Jake Paul. <laughs> like, how Absolutely. has that relationship been with Jake Paul and him? What, is, what does he provide to Showtime Boxing that makes you want to keep having him back and hosting his fights? Yeah, it's it's an interesting, really interesting question because I, I didn't know what to expect when we first sat down. Right, and, you know, I, I I still don't know what to expect. I, it's you know, <laughs> he's he's really a chameleon. Um, I you know, he's not the kid that you know grew up on YouTube. Right, I mean, he, he's matured. He's you know almost twenty five now, but the reality is, um, this isn't you know his business success. I'm just talking as an influencer. Mm-hmm. It's not by chance. It's not luck. Right. I mean, the guy has a strategy. Both he and his brother have strategies. Um, and he just got bitten by the boxing bug. So mm-hmm. I don't think this was a long-term plan when he's 15, planning to do it. Right. Um, he's shown that he is athletic. He's put the time in. Yeah. Is, is it top-tier boxing? Not yet. But he's not saying it is. No one is saying that Right, it is. right. Yeah. I mean, and just because, you know, you liked, you know, the mass Singer or all that doesn't mean you don't like 
Alicia Keys too. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's room. Got to love Alicia for Keys. all those. There you go. <laughs> got to love Alicia Keys. Okay, we just got sidetracked. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. man. See, hey, I'm one of those guys, man. You know, I keep my head on a swivel. So <laughs> there we go. But I, I think you know, Jake is um, a, an interesting guy. Again, it's not. No one is saying this is championship boxing, but there's certainly an audience, and I, and I've seen it. You know, he was uh, in um, in Miami. Um, and uh, actually in Tampa this past fight, you know, sold out every seat in the arena, 16,000 uh, people. And, you know, he respects the sport. He's bringing attention to the sport. And if that's the way a younger generation comes into the sport, I have no problem with it. Nice. Is that it? Is that oh, what no, you Steve, got? I, uh, no, I also had another question. I was going to j- jump over to documentaries. Go ahead. When you have the players like basically producing and being a part of the projects on these documentaries, are you worried about the players having too much of an influence, like telling their own story? It's it's an, another excellent question. And the reality, the first conversation that we have with every single one of them, whether it's Kobe or Allen Iverson or more recently Garnett and, and Russell Westbrook, is we're going to push you, and we're going to push you to a level of uncomfort, mm-hmm. like discomfort. Yeah. And – you know, if you're not prepared to be candid, this is not PR. This is not fluff. We have a, uh, a reputation in documentary films that we have to protect. So no one here is interested in doing puff pieces. Right. You know, so, yes, I understand if, you know, today's athlete wants a hand in the process. You know, he's tired of other people telling his or her story. Right. So we do let them participate. But there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of comfortable, uncomfortable conversations, and you know it, it. It does get, it can get heated at times. You know there are things that we believe need to be addressed, whether they're comfortable or not. Right. Um, and it's I think it's on us to make sure that there's that level of credibility. Do you do you start to see more and more athletes wanting to do that, get into that lane, and have their own podcast, have their own you know YouTube, whatever, just where they could tell their story, like you said, so everyone else isn't doing it for them. Yeah, I, I think that that's something that I think has has happened pretty relatively recently, you mm-hmm. know, trying to uh, athletes, you know, making that priority. But I think another thing is is the rise of the 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 athlete as commentator. Now, we've always had athletes as commentators. Right, for sure. But there's a new generation, and, I, and I'd like to think that, you know, guys like uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes yeah. and all the smoke right. <laughs> have have changed the game. They really have because yeah. that is a, a, a different level of conversation, different type of conversation. Mm-hmm that is happening there and again it's being told from the inside not from you know guys you know older guys who are talking about these are guys who just came off the court have the inside relationships and aren't afraid to sort of tell you know those those inside truths it's a culture thing though as well right absolutely you know what i mean absolutely because i think it's a lot more relatable because someone that comes from their same background could say oh i totally i'm I'm that guy right And, and and when you can have guys like you know Iverson and Kobe and mm-hmm. you know those guys come on and there's just a, li- a different level of respect. Right. I mean, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, two of the hard, most hard nosed competitors. Mm-hmm. Like those are two guys who, you know, honestly, it, if I think you put them on most networks, I, don't, I think most networks wouldn't touch them. Right. But the reality is they've got a different voice, and they're worth hearing. Yeah, no, they are, and they'll give it to you. They'll give it yeah. to you raw. They'll give it to you real. But it, it is it is relatable. It is very, you know, like I said, it's culture moving. It, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, Stephen, this is awesome. I know, like I said, February 26th, the Showtime Championship Boxing uh, at the Cosmopolitan. I'm going to that. I'm going Absolutely. to that. I'm telling you, now the football season's over, 
I got some time That's to do some thing. things. You know what I mean? So I, I will. I, I'm going to be at that regardless. If I, I might, I'm sit there. Me and the wife are going to sit there and watch uh, some really do. good, some really good fights and be a part of that at the Cosmopolitan. I uh, definitely. I actually would like to have you on it uh, again at some time right before that. Please do. You know, just Absolutely. to promote it a little bit. Absolutely. Why not? That would and, be you know, fun. Last last fight we had, and I'm I'm blanking on where it was. Um, we had, you know, Mark Davis is a is a big boxing. Fan. Yeah. He comes regularly to our fights. Yeah. You know, we had a really interesting conversation i won't divulge too much of it about <laughs> about you know when are we going to do the first boxing match at at a right, right 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 you know, oh, it's, it's it's time I'm, I, it is it is just like bruce buffer would say it's, yep, time. it's time yeah but Absolutely. uh that that's a that's a heck of a venue and there's gonna be some great events at that well uh steven i appreciate your time and this has been fun like i said i i have uh steve's information we'll get together and, and we'll promote it again before the event appreciate that there you go steven espinoza president showtime programming showtime entertainment and he's here with us on raider nation radio 920 kevin harlan's up next hey raider nation this is bruce buffer and you're listening to raider nation radio 920 back to radio row at the los angeles convention center I like that. That was good, man. I like how you put that together. Okay, Demond, I see you with your little production skills, man. Trying to be a producer. Extraordinaire. Trying to hook it up. I'm not mad. That was good. That was one of the guests that we had on the show earlier in the week, Bruce Buffer. Voice of the UFC. You hear him at Allegiant Stadium before every Raider home game. That was fantastic. That was good work right there. Speaking of fantastic, how about Steven Espinoza? How about talking about this boxing uh, event going to uh, on the co- at the Cosmo? Sounds that like sounds you're like going. Uh, no, I to am. Get yourself a job as well. No, yeah, I mean, you always got to try to get yourself a job, right? Why not? But no, I I, um, I enjoy those kind of showcases. You know, I mean, of course, going to see you know Canelo or something would be awesome. Let's not get it twisted. It would be awesome. But going to those kind of events are fun for me. I like I like those kind. You know, you go in there like you said, pay fifty bucks. You get, you get to see three three or four fights and just hang out, just have a good day. Like that's that to me is entertaining. That's why I like the the UFC because you'll see more than one fight. It's not just one fight. You know, it's not just one something that can last three minutes, something that can last thirteen rounds or twelve rounds, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it, you just don't know. I I enjoy those uh, those kind of events. So that's gonna be fun. We're gonna do that. And, and uh, good questions that you asked. To Steven, and that's why that's why we do these interviews because sometimes you look and say, "I don't know how this interview is going to go," and then it turns out like that one. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked how candid he was about like the players, like how much access and control they have over their own documentaries. Because I always wondered that, like, if they're producing it, it'd be like, "Yeah, what about that? What about when y'all got blew out like fifty to zero? Yeah, I don't remember that one too much. Like, you you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That never happened. Oh, that happened. When? When did that happen? Uh, yeah, that was just a bad game. You know, but yeah, they, they they'll brag on the ones that they they uh, blew someone out fifty to nothing, right? So, uh, no, that's that's real. You know, just kind of pushing the guys. And I like how you said they get they get uncomfortable. That's uh that's that's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we're expecting to hear from Kevin Harlan, and as we all know, after a week on Radio Row, you never know how things shake out. You never know who's going to show up and who's not going to show up. But uh, either way, we won't, we won't worry about it. How about Cliff Branch? How about Cliff Branch getting inducted into uh, or getting a uh, Getting the nod to get into the Hall of Fame. Not that we on Raider Nation Radio did not already know that it was going to happen, but to make it official, to hear it become really official as of last night, Damon, what would you think? 
I think it was a long time coming. I've seen a lot of people tweet that those exact words, long overdue, all those yeah. things along that phrase. And it made me feel, it made me think about the, our interview with Zachariah, where he's just like, hey, if he yes. doesn't get in, like, there's going to be at least two or three of us in there because him and his brother. And it made me think, like, yeah, check the box. That's one. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's so funny, man. And uh, I don't know if I'm thinking like you or you're thinking like me because I thought of Zachariah as well. I actually told the story multiple times last night. Uh, about what he said, what, what you just said. Uh, that's so funny that you that you mentioned that. And I actually reached out to him to try to get him on the show today, but I haven't been able to get a hold of him. Just to, I wanted to, you know, just say, hey, how, how does it feel now that you know that your uncle's is in? You know, he made it. Now, now that you know that, how how does it feel? But he hasn't he hasn't responded yet. They're probably so. too busy being a being a student at I school. I mean, he's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a kid. I mean, he's you know, it's, it's not. His 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 job is not radio, <laughs> you know. He he's not he's not trying to be uh, a guest on the radio show all the time. But uh, yeah, no, that's that, that's just a cool little like I said, cool little thing. And that was exactly what I thought of, and exactly who I thought of when uh, when it was uh, announced officially that Branch was into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Richard Seymour is also into the Hall of Fame, and uh, I was talking to Eddie Pascal earlier, and I was saying I was surprised. I was surprised that uh, Richard Seymour got got in. Not that he doesn't have a a body of work that says he should be in. I just, I don't know. It's just something I didn't think he was going to get in this time, but he's in. So what do you think about that? That's another player. I don't know. It sounds like you're not the biggest Seymour fan. I feel like everybody who came to the Raiders after the age of 30, you're just like, uh. No, it's not that. I just, you know. Like all that group from like 04 to like 2012, if they came to the Raiders, seems like you weren't that big of a fan of them. Well, uh, let's be honest about it. A lot of them that came to the, the, the Raiders at the back end of their career, collected some checks i mean let's just keep it real some of them collected some checks some of them went out there and balled you know richard seymour he did he did he did a little of both but he, he you know he he had he has the numbers he has the accolades he does i mean he has he obviously has the championships I mean, he's a hell of a player hell of a player don't get me wrong i remember how, how uh pumped up i was when they made the trade for him i really was i have no problem i was driving a fedex truck when it happened I was driving a FedEx truck, and my boss, Albert, he told me, oh, he ain't going to go. He don't even want to go because he was a Rams fan. Oh, we should call Albert. I forgot. He's probably happy this week. But, yeah, he was like, nah, he don't even want to go to that team. He don't want to go to that team. He was talking mad trash. He's like, yeah. Yeah, but I think think he deserves it. I, I don't really got too much to say about his Raider career, but the body of work holds up. No, it does. It does. That's and yeah, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. How about um how about Devin Hester not getting in? I think that was expected. Really? You didn't you expected him not to get in? Crickets. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean people still want to call into the show. But I no, I didn't think because I feel like when it comes to first ballot, I think that that needs to be protected and secured. I know some people say is he a Hall of Famer or is Protected he not? and secured by what? He's or not a first what? ballot Hall of Famer. Did he change the game? Very minimally. Uh, was he the I best at what he did? Yeah. Uh, you but just don't like he, you don't like special teams. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. I deserve. <laughs> I think he deserves to get in. I just don't think first ballot. Demond, Demond don't like special teams. He don't think Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer. I just uh, said. Oh, I, hey, I Eddie, just Eddie said just that. gave. Wait, hold on. No. Eddie just gave a nod to. <laughs> Eddie just gave a nod to. <laughs> okay, he said he said uh, Hall of Great, not Hall of, Hall of Fame. All right, all right. I mean, I'll, points have been made. I'm not mad. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll fall back on this one. I was just kind of surprised, just because I mean, the dude was such a monster. He was an absolute monster. 
He was out there on the field. You knew damn well. You better not kick it his way. And many did, and many paid the price. Did you see that Tony, that Tony Dungy story from a few weeks ago? No. Where he was what? basically, you know, because you remember Devin, Devin Hester returned the, the, the opening kickoff in that Super Bowl back. Yes, yes. And Tony yep. Dungy was like, hey, the week before, it was just like, hey, man, we're going to avoid him. You know, we obviously don't want that to happen. But then, like, a few days before the game, the team chaplain gave an inspiring David and Goliath-type sermon. And Tony Dungy, <laughs> and like, this is on record, and he's just like, are we afraid of Devin Hester? No, right. we're going to kick the ball, and we're going to, like, take the fight to them. And it, it should have been, like, 30 seconds later. He's in the end zone. Right, right. Well, But that's just uh, like, you know, because you're saying like he can just change the game. Tony yeah, Dungy no. tried to take the we ain't scared approach. Right, right, right. It was right, down right. 7-0. Yeah, exactly. It was down quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, lucky that team's offense wasn't worth the salt. Man, that team's offense, that Bears team's offense was terrible. I can't even remember. Who, who was the quarterback? Grossman? Rex Grossman. Come on, put that's, some respect on his name. No, nah, man. I always, said, I always said he had the perfect last name because his game was gross. His game was gross and not in a good way. He was terrible. <laughs> Quarterback to Super Bowl team. Yeah. Yeah, well, so did Trent Dilfer. You know, he won so his, did, though. I know. Well, he won his on the strength of defense, too. He didn't win it, he didn't win it by what he was doing. But Somebody's got to hand that ball off. <laughs> Ain't as easy as it looks on TV. Nah, fumble. You got to get that snap. You're right. You got to get that snap. Okay, sounds good. Well, I guess Kevin Harlan's uh, not. He might be running late. Maybe he's a no-show. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. We have so many. We have so many good interviews that uh, we haven't even played yet. It, it's not going to make any difference. So, yeah, I know. So that's what we're going to do. Do we have a call? Let me get a call. I haven't had a call in a week. I haven't had a caller on. I think in a week. Do we have any callers that we want to get to real quick? Yeah, we, we can go out to Ruben in Vegas. All right, let's go out to Ruben in Vegas. What's on your mind, man? Welcome to the show. First caller of the week, I believe. Uh, first of all, it's Friday. I'm happy. I'm pumped up to get off work. And uh, anyways, I just want to give my congratulations to the Branch family, Cliff. You know, I got to meet him a couple of uh, years ago out here at uh, Ponchos in Summerlin. Humble guy. And, and I heard the Mark Davis interview with JT earlier. And, and Mr. Davis, I was Mr. Mark Davis, stole the words out of my mouth when he said that Cliff's up there in heaven with Al Davis, John Madden, Gene Upshaw, the snake. And they're all reunited together, man. It's just a humble evening yesterday that he got selected finally. Yeah, no, that was. That was awesome. And I'm glad. Thank you for the call. That was fantastic. And you know what we're going to do on the strength of that call? Uh, let's get some thoughts. What, what are your thoughts on, on Cliff Branch going in? What are your feelings about him going in? How happy are you? I know nobody's upset that he's in. <laughs> Everyone's happy. But just, you know, give us some thoughts on, on Cliff Branch. We'll do that to close out hour number one of the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness. We're live on Radio Row here in L.A. On Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And we're back here on Radio Row. Closing out the week. It's been a fun week. It's nice to be here amongst everyone. Seeing a lot of media members here. See a lot of athletes. I just mentioned George Kittle just walked by. Brandon Marshall, the linebacker. Was just sitting in front of me a little while ago. Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, was here earlier in the week. Saw Jerry Rice streaking through here earlier today. Emmett Smith, Joe Montana. Who else did I see? A lot of gold jackets walking around here earlier. It's kind of dying down now. Remember I told you there was a time 
There's going to be a time when you start to hear sets start to be taken down. Yep, that's now. <laughs> that time is now. So uh, it's starting to, to wind down a little bit here on Radio Row uh, in L.A. But let's go on out to the phone lines, man. Let's get a couple callers in. I haven't had very many this week at all. Uh, I think we just had one, but we might have had one or two earlier on Monday, but that's it. We really haven't had any else because we've had so many interviews that we've been doing and it's been a lot of fun. But let's go ahead and get some let's get some of Raider Nation's thoughts. 702-365-9200, my guy, Jason, right uh, right, right there in Vegas. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Hey, come on. How's it going, guys? Chilling, man, chilling. Hey, so uh, I just had to admit, I, I wanted to say you guys did a great job. This week. It's the first time I've actually gotten to hear or even been a part of any type of a radio row and uh, really appreciate what you guys did with all the interviews. Um, all around, it was it was such a great experience. Uh, experience to hear all that. Um, cool. To, to, Thank you. To touch on uh, to touch on Cliff, um, I just wanted to share my first my story about meeting Cliff. The first um, first time I ever met him, he was here in Vegas. He was this was about right after we found out that uh, Raiders were coming to Vegas, and uh, we were at the Silverton Casino. My father and I to go do an autograph signing. Um, Cliff, Jim Pluckett, Fred Blinkakoff, uh, and um, Jim Otto. And so we're, uh, my father and I, we're getting there, you know, we're, we're, we're going, we had a, had a few beers before we got in, roll in. And then my dad looked at me, he's like, Hey, that's Cliff. That's Cliff. And I'm like, what, what, where, who, where, where? And I turn around and he's like, Cliff's like right there. And, he, and obviously, you know, my dad, he's not, uh, not very subtle with his talking. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he ended up, Cliff turned around and he was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm you know, introduced himself. I told me, you know, I'm Jason, this is my father. My dad was, oh, man, I used to love watching you play, you know, this and that. And Cliff sat there for about a good 30 minutes before, and this was, he's supposed to go do an autograph signing. And he just wow. sat there for about a good 30 minutes and just just talking to us, you know. And it was so cool because this is a, I, I've heard about him, seen him, my videos, never got to meet him. So when I met him, I was like a little dumbfounded because I had, I, I was still getting used to meeting new players, or not new players, but like like right. great players. And right. uh, when I talked to him, man, you can tell that I was a little shy. And you know, he, he was cool, man. And then uh, he ended up signing my my helmet, I, which is my Raiders great helmet. I have his helmet along with all the other Hall of Famers that I could ever meet. Um, he signed his helmet three times, Super Bowl champ. Uh, all on on top, you know how there's the black stripe that goes all the way from the from the front of the helmet to the back. He yep. put that whole thing up. Cliff Branch, three-time Super Bowl champ. And uh, to this day, I love looking at that thing. And everywhere I take it, anybody that sees it, they're like, oh, that's, that's Cliff to a T. That's, every, that's what he used to love to do. So uh, that's my little story. And I uh, just wanted to just wanted to say congratulations on how uh, on, on being out there. And fortunately, you lost your laptop. But, you know, only was found. So, But, uh, you know, just uh, just want to appreciate it. Thanks for all, all what you guys do. And uh, go Raiders. Raiders! Nice. There he goes. Jason, doing it real big. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, that's the thing about it. Everybody that I've talked to, and I've talked to Cliff Branch. I interviewed him. I interviewed him once, but I've talked to him a couple times. But, man, he, he uh, that, that um, you know, sincerity and kindness and, and willing to, to, to give his time to talk to a fan, uh, that is who he was to a T. You know, he was, that's who he was, that guy. Uh, it wasn't one of those that was like, oh, I'm here to sign autographs, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be here. It's like he enjoyed interacting with Raider Nation. I think that that's really special. So, Jason, great point. And as far as our coverage here, man, um, I, I want everyone to get used to this because this is the kind of, this is what you deserve. 
not not you know not me i don't deserve to be here you deserve to have this kind of coverage you deserve to be a part of everything that goes on you know with with leading up to the super bowl or big events you know this is your radio station and we're going to do for you exactly what any other radio station across america should be for for their audience because you deserve the best and we're going to we're going to hook it up so hopefully uh, you enjoyed this week. Just know that next time we're here, it's going to be bigger and it's going to be better. Every year it's going to continue to get bigger and better on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're going to continue to grind and grind and grind. I wore out Jared this week. I'm going to wear out DeMond next time. You know, or I'm going to wear out. I'm just going to uh, – that's just what we do. We just are going to grind until we can't grind anymore. And hopefully we continue to, to do what we do. Let's go uh, out to a guy. And I was about to say out to a guy in L.A., but, hell, I'm in L.A. Let's go to a guy who calls L.A. his home. Gangsta, gangsta. What's on your mind, Gangsta Raider? Hey, what's happening? I just want to say about that Cliff finally got in. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a long overdue, like everybody's been saying. And he revolutionized the, rev, the wide receiver position, and he should have got in in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Right. Early yeah. 90s. You know what I'm saying? And also, I want to say now we got to work on getting Jim Plunkett in. And for some for some reason, all this time, I thought Lester Hayes was already in. There's no yeah. reason Lester Hayes shouldn't be in. We got to get him in. We got to get Jim Plunkett in and Ty Christensen. You know what I'm saying? And also, since um, Coach Rob Marinelli is retiring, I reached out to Coach Buckner yesterday and asked him if um, he was going to interview for the position. He said nobody reached out to him, but he would love to interview for the position. I said, if you were offered the position, would you take it? And his reply was, once a Raider, always a Raider. So I'm just putting, <laughs> it, out there, I'm just putting awesome. it out there, Q, let everybody know. And also, I might have a line on your bag because one of the homies work at the convention center. So if I can get your bag back, I'm going to call in and let you know. But it's a right. long shot, but I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to try to get yes. it back for you. Good looking you know out, my man. Yeah, you got to right. know people, right? You got to know people. I'm in your town now. I'm in your town. <laughs> Yo. I got you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's my guy right there. Gangster Raider, great call. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's go out to the Bay, man. We're touching everywhere. Las Vegas, right here in L.A. Let's go out to the Bay. ABA, Ivan Davis, what's on your mind? Hey, how's it going, Q? Thanks for taking my call. Great job for on sure. the uh, show uh, this Thank week. Thank you. What's up, DeMond? How's it going, baby? But anyway, uh, <laughs> I met. I actually met Cliff Brand. Nice. Before, before I talked about that, I just wanted to I'll mention one thing. There are, there are uh, some athletes can transcend generations. You know, it's always wrong to compare generations. But two athletes that come to mind that would be better in this okay. uh, one than the last would be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay, and, and Cliff Branch. The way you can't touch receivers now, Cliff would destroy Right. The corners in this league right now. I mean, you might find one or two like the Rams corner that might be able to come to him for a few minutes. Right. Good call. Did you say we got Kevin Harlan now? All right. Well, ABA Ivan Davis, thank you for that call. Let's go uh, hustle out to the Raider Nation uh, hotline and talk to our guy, Kevin Harlan. He's going to be on the call for Super Bowl 56 for Westwood One. And Kevin, thank you so much for your time. How are you doing this afternoon? Good to be on. Great. We're in L.A., and it's uh, it's uh, a city that's ramped up for this game, that's for sure. You know, it's so funny listening to you uh, talk through the phone and, and hearing you in my headset right now. I, I feel like I'm already at the game. I feel like you're in game mode. How close to being set and ready for the game are you? 
Oh, I'm ready. We, I'd rather get going on right now. Actually, I'm I'm ready to go. We've uh, we've been waiting two weeks, haven't we, for this game? And uh, I don't think it's going to disappoint. You know, we've we've had so many good games lately in the Super Bowl. I, we're a little spoiled. Last year was a little soft. The Chiefs didn't put up much of a fight against the Buccaneers. The year before, the Chiefs had that thrilling comeback against San Francisco, and we've had the Brady years. And now Brady's gone, and the Chiefs aren't here. And We've got two new teams, one of which hasn't been here in over 30 years, Cincinnati. And that always makes it for an interesting and compelling story against a team that a lot of people thought might be here at the beginning of the season, the Rams. I'd say the the, the majority of people in the NFC thought either Green Bay or L.A., and sure enough, here are the Rams. But I don't think anybody saw Cincinnati being in this position, and and they've defied all odds to get here, and it's a great credit to them what they've accomplished. You're right about that, and we've been talking about Cincinnati a lot this week here on Radio Row, and I, I keep saying that I, I was watching them from a distance this year, and I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Okay, that's good. They're good. Okay, they're a better team, but at some point the bottom's going to drop out, and it never did. You know, it never dropped out, and now they're here in the Super Bowl, so why not just go win another game? It feels like they're almost so young and inexperienced that they don't know any better, and that's kind of why they're here. I think that there's a lot to that. Actually, I think you're kind of, I think you're kind of onto something. I, I think they, you know, a lot of them have come from all over the NFL. They, they've spent the Bengals have the last two years over 260 million dollars on free agents and, and draft choices on the defensive side of the ball alone, just to get it up, ramped up and, and ready to go. And and a lot of these players came from teams that had not won. And here they find in Cincinnati a team that two years ago had the worst record in pro football, but they had a lot of money to spend, and they spent it wisely. A lot of times, teams spend the money, and it, it produces Zippo. And, right. and here this this team has come on and, and, and done a terrific job with what they've done. They've got the right coaching, the right message, and certainly the, the, the linchpin of all of it is their, is their young quarterback, Burrow, who is just fearless and has led the way in every game so far. Yeah, have you ever seen a quarterback that's been sacked 51 times in a regular season, nine times in a playoff game, and just keep on getting up and just keep on firing away and standing in the pocket and stepping up in the pocket and not really just, you know, be affected by all the hits? Nope. And a reconstructed knee. Like, right. He's like, right. He's barely over a year in having a reconstructed knee. He blew the knee in November, and he was back first day of training camp in July. I mean, that's. That's Adrian Peterson-like, you know, to come right. back from an ACL and an MCL like that. That's, that's tremendous. He's, he has, he's won over the locker room, there's no doubt about it. And then his performance, as we saw at LSU, uh, is carried over to the NFL. And it's, uh, it's a testament to this kid. He is, he's really something else. He's fun to watch. He is. Him and Jamar Chase and that whole Bengals team really has been a lot of fun to watch, especially throughout the course of the playoffs. We're talking right now with Kevin Harlan. Uh, he's going to be the voice of the Super Bowl for Westwood One. We're always excited whenever we get to talk to Kevin Harlan here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And as far as the Rams go, uh, we're, you know everyone's going to talk about Matt Stafford, but I feel like that OBJ has a real opportunity to be an X factor in this game, and really is ever since he 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 made the move to go to the Rams. I feel like that he's kind of almost reinvented himself. You know, that's a great way to put it. I I I would agree with that. He's you know he, he left the Giants and the trade to Cleveland, and Cleveland never really fit. They tried to make it work, and it just never did for whatever reason. It didn't work, and. and and he was injured. We know that. He blew the knee there, and it came back. But it just never really took hold. And then the Rams seem to be 
you know, clearly the, the best destination. They had, they had the infrastructure in place, a veteran quarterback who could work through the different growing pains of uh, OBJ learning a new offense, a co- uh, head coach who knows offense, knows wide receiver play, and has gotten the most out of what OBJ has done. The one thing about McVay that I think is, is really a key point in his success, his second Super Bowl in five years, is that he is not just married to his own recipe in the kitchen. Like, like this guy will take a player, find out what he does, certainly try to, you know, color the picture with his own philosophy. But he's going to accentuate that picture with what the player does. And I think he's done that just perfectly with Odell. I, I, he's put him in a position where Beckham is comfortable with the routes, he, he's comfortable with the cadence of the offense and what it demands, um, they're not asking him to do too much. Uh, they're growing game by game with him in there. The numbers support that. Uh, they've, they've done a great job. And, and I, there were a lot of people that were going to throw in the towel believing that he had anything left in the tank. And he's had more than enough. And is certainly, with, the, with Robert Woods being out, he's been a huge addition for that receiving core for the Rams for sure. Yeah, he really has been. So that's what makes this game so interesting on Sunday. And I'm not trying to rush through this game, but uh, Kevin, in a couple seasons, it's Super Bowl 58, and it's going to be in our backyard in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. What's your anticipation level for that? Man, I, I was there for the All-Star game in the NBA back in, what was it, 04, I think was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And we get to Vegas uh, for the Raiders games to broadcast for CBS. I love every time I go out there. We do the Mountain West Championship for CBS. And uh, always enjoy coming out for that when all those different conferences are having their postseason tournaments in Vegas. But th- that could be a Super Bowl for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always think New Orleans and Miami and their great venues and L.A. will be phenomenal. But there's only one Las Vegas, and that will certainly be uh, incredibly special. So I can't. W- I-, I get there a couple times a year anyway for different events, but a Super Bowl, that- that- that's going to be crazy. It's going to be so fun. It will be. It will be. We're very excited about that. And and before we let you go, and we do appreciate your time this afternoon, I had to ask you if you had a favorite call that wasn't an actual game call. I'm talking the black cat call or the guy running on the field or whatever. You always make (laughs) the best of those calls, and I love every time you do it. Do you have one of those that's one of your favorites? You know, you're nice to say that. I I really don't. I don't think about them that much, and I'm always kind of worried when I go off the – off the off the trail, off the out of my lane, and, and start you know doing that, and and, and I don't know that I'll do anymore. But uh, they just kind of fit into the broadcast. The guy is <laughs> either run right at, right through the slot receiver's position, or the cat has stopped playing. All the players are watching the watching the stray animal on the field. But it doesn't happen very much. But um, but but I do enjoy uh, good football, and I do think we've got some good football coming up. And if we can kind of color it sometimes with Things that kind of happen out of the out of the ordinary and are kind of crazy. That's that's always fun too. But um, but I'm anxious for a good game this weekend. I don't think we'll have anybody on the field except some some real competitive teams that are going to play. I think a real intense game on Sunday. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're right. So uh, I do appreciate you. you. Do a fantastic job on all the calls that you do. We always love hearing from you. Have a great call on Sunday. Enjoy the game, and uh, we look forward to talking to you down the line. Very nice. Thanks. Great being out with you today. Thank you so much, and take care.
All right, you too. Appreciate you. The great Kevin Harlan right there. He'll be on the call for uh, for Super Bowl 56 for Westwood One on Sunday. Excited about that. Coming up next, we'll have Nate Boyer, the former Green Beret. He'll join us right here at the table. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.